This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Um, this week, so much happened that was pretty much out of my control, for one. For two, it was just... <sighs> I don't even know how to explain it. Um, I got a new supervisor at work. On I think Monday or Tuesday, just out of out of the blue, was no warning, anything like that. But again, I know how corporate America works, so not even surprised on that front. Um, but again, it's stressful because this is like my twenty third, twenty fourth um, supervisor. So with that, it's like they tell you in corporate America, you have to be uh, ready for change and consistent with change and stuff like that. But for me, it's one of those things that at what point is, is the change you make in too much, right? At what point is it, um, at what point do you, do you take into consideration the amount of change that you are attempting to do, especially when, um, the the workers are telling you that those changes are not effective for us. They're not conducive to the company at all, but you just, you make those changes. And again, I don't, I don't complain about it. It is what it is. It's just, it's, it's frustrating. It knocks my energy off um, because now I have to get used to yet a, again, another supervisor, see how they maneuver through things, see how we're going to work together. And on the grand scheme of things, I'm just exhausted. It's not like the lady done anything or whatever. Like I said, it's only been a week, but just like knowing that we have no control over anything, uh, it becomes difficult in, in the line of work that I do. So that really affected me mood wise throughout the week. Uh, my sleep was already messing up um, per usual, but like I got a, a couple good nights in and I was like, all right, cool. This is going to be a good situation throughout the week. So I'm doing everything that I normally do at work, you know, dealing with the kids, everything. And um, I just, it just hit me and I couldn't sleep again. With that, I'm like, all right, something like something's, not right. I have to, I, I got to figure out how to, to make my, my body understand that I'm okay. Um, I get into these panic attacks and I really have to talk myself down off of the ledge, meaning like I'll hyperventilate. Um, I'll be tossed and turned. I get this weird feeling in my stomach. Like it's just, it's super crazy. And I have to just really coach myself down and, Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, three, four nights this week, I just been tossing and turning up, you know, only getting two, three hours of, of solid sleep. It's just been really difficult. But the difference this week than the week before, I really was trying to talk myself down, right? Instead of just letting it be um, 
instead of just sitting in the panic, right, I really was trying to talk myself down enough just to get enough energy to be able to fight for the next day. I keep telling you guys, you know, as long as we get up we and we have the, the, the air to fight, we have to find the strength to do so. And I'm no different. So as I'm going through, you know, these changes, um, and I know it sounds, it, it sounds small, but this mental fight that I'm fighting, uh, even the smallest change affects me at a very high level, super duper weird to me, but it does. And I'm trying to, to, to minimize how it affects me, but for whatever reason it does. And it just is what it is. Um, I feel like the conf, like I feel like I'm having a conflict of interest within myself and, and my job. Like I'm stuck in between two worlds, right? Like, I'm aware that I have bills. I'm aware that I have kids. I'm aware that, you know, not the nine to five is what sustains um, my life, right? But I feel out of place being there. I feel like, like, like seriously, I feel like I don't belong there. So I'm... Um, I'm having this argument with myself to quit or look for another job or do the, you know, do my, my business full time. The reality of that is I need more business for myself so that I, so that can sustain the life without the time, which I'm spending on the, the nine to five without the time I'm unable to do so. I'm unable to like uh, I even when I'm up late researching certain things, doing certain things, um, I'm not going to say it's impossible. But with me being a parent, the parent that I am with me um, focusing and giving the focus I do to the job and giving the focus I do to the business, it's difficult to maneuver. But either way, I feel out of place. Like at first it was just one of those things like, man, I hate this job. This job is, is, is getting on my nerves. It's this, it's that. But like, like now it's an overwhelming feeling of what are you doing here? Like you've, you've proven everything that you can prove to yourself. Like I went to a vocational school and, um, for coding and billing and I've done everything that, that, that I could possibly do from, you know, going to a trade school. So I just feel out of place. I don't feel like I'm better than nobody. I don't feel like I'm, you know, this genius or whatever. I just feel out of place for me and where I'm trying to um, go in my life as a result to my purpose. Like the, the nine to five is neither my passion nor my purpose. And now my, my mind and body and my energy is starting to realize that and it's not it's no longer like. I don't feel like it's a complaint. I feel like it's a push. Like, bro, you, excuse me, like this ain't, this ain't where you belong. Like you, you wasting this time and you got people to help you wasting this time. And you, you still fighting through this, um, through this grief that, that you're going through, through the depression, through the anxiety, and you're doing a good job until you get on the clock at the nine to five. 
having that feeling inside of me is difficult. Because I have to fight reality with wants. Right? My business though it is a it, it is a reality that it's going to it's going to one day put me in a position to sustain life for me and my children. That's not the reality now. And so trying to come up with a plan to shift from corporate America to into my own um entrepreneurial journey for a time is difficult. But it takes it, it, it takes understanding. Right. So when I'm frustrated and I'm fighting, I'm going back and forth and it's causing this fog and this depression of uh, of just not having enough time to to get to what I want to do, to knowing there's people out there uh, going through what I'm going through and having no one to help them. And I feel like it's this burden upon me that I'm supposed to help. But I, and, and I'm doing and I'm doing a disservice by wasting my time at the nine to five. I know that sounds super duper crazy, but that's literally what be going on in my mind when I'm trying to um, get the podcast out. Uh, when I'm when I'm sitting down and writing the poetry, because everything I'm trying to do is is help. Like I, I just want people to to be able to be better, to be able to have strength to fight, and I know no one is asking me for that. I know I, I that's why I understand that it's my purpose because nobody calls me and say, can you write me a poem? And nobody nobody calls me or texts me or messages me like, can you do a podcast? Yeah, people know when a podcast is missing, but no one reaches out to me and no one reached out to me and asked me for any of this. This is just something that is my passion. I start realizing as I'm listening back to to pieces that I've written, as I'm listening back to the podcast, I'm like, yo. People need this. Whether they know it or not, just like I didn't know that I didn't know how much I needed this platform. I didn't know how much the 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 poems were going to um, help me. Right. Even though these are experiences that I've gone through and or witnessed, like hearing them. From a listener's perspective, it helps me. I had no idea my words were were that way. When I'm listening to the pods and the certain things that I say on the pod, I'm this is what I feel. And this whole time, I'm I'm um this is half of me. Right? And I'm effective with 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 the half that I'm able to give to the pot, with the half that I'm able to give to the poetry, with the half that I'm able to give to um, peacefully flawed. And I sit and imagine like, man, what what would I be able to do with full if I was able to to have all of my day to focus just on this? What would I be able to do for the people? Like, how would I be able to affect them in a positive way to to keep them going? So having those thoughts battling inside of me, it, it really messes with me. It really does. I, I, I get sad about it. I get frustrated because as I'm, you know, scrolling through certain uh, uh, pages or reading certain articles and I'm like, man, I think I could help them people. I think if they understood they're not by themselves 
because it's difficult when people try to help you that never been through it. It's difficult uh, when people have never uh, been in the situation um, and they're giving you outside, they're giving you outside comfort or outside advice. It's different. But when I see people who who's who's going through exactly what I'm going through and I and I'm reading comments and oh this this and this and I'm looking at the comments and the the people though they're trying to be nice and and empathetic they don't realize that those compliments or those encouragements those those phrases they hurt more than they help. We accidentally uh, force people to to rush through their grieving process by telling them be strong it's okay it'll get better no the fuck it won't. It won't. If we're being honest, it doesn't get better. The hurt doesn't get better. The pain doesn't get better. The loss, it doesn't get better. You just have, you, you, you learn how to deal with it. And when I see that and other, when I, when I see that, and I understand, I'm grateful that, you know, people are offering something, but I realized when, when, when I was going through it and I see people saying that and, um, and it bothers me because I know how much that hurts. I know how much somebody telling you it's going to get better. You're going to get stronger. And all you could think about is the loss. I'm telling you from somebody who's going through it, it don't get better. You just start moving through life. You, you, you just start understanding that there's other people that rely on you. You still have a function in life without that thing that you lost. And so I don't, how can I say it? No one really checks on me in regards to, to, um, my grief. Not from a place that I, that I need, um, I have I have two friends um, who have experienced what I've experienced. And when I'm in a funk, I could go to them and, you know, we have our little discussions. Um, because they've been through it, I could I could listen to them. They know who they are. I'm not going to say their names because it's not my my business to openly share. But I go to them. Yo, I'm ha- I'm having a bad day about this, yada, yada, whatever. How long did it take you to? to get past it. Like at what point were you able to fully function without it like affecting your day? Cause it still affects my day. Like walking past and seeing her earn it, it affects my day. Seeing, you know, the, the, the kids get, get, get killed. Um, a few weeks ago, it affects my day. It, it affects me. Like, I, I, I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I, like I said before, my brother said to me one day, bro, I know it's difficult, but in society, everybody is just a number. I'm, I don't want people to dwell and be 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 evil and be be malice uh, or, or have callous on their heart. But I don't I, I don't want people to feel like they're just a number. I know I'm one person and I know it'll take it'll take more people to do that. But as I sit here and I feel just like a number, I I can't accept that. And maybe that's why it's taking me so long to to get through what I'm getting, because I refuse to to feel like just the number. I refuse to feel like I, I don't count. I don't matter. And I want other people to understand that. So I'm taking a safety off. 
So when I'm when I'm when I'm giving the podcast, uh, it's like I'm already forthcoming as, as I as I am, right? As I'm going through this stuff, it's time for me to really, really like take this to to a space to where it's going to draw lines in the sand on on certain things. I can't keep sitting here and looking at people get treated like just a number. I can't keep sitting back knowing that pain, knowing that discomfort, knowing that life altering situation. And you go outside and nobody knows you're going through the pain. I'm not saying I'm just going to run up on people like, yo, my daughter died. Be nice to me. Yo, I'm going through, through, through custody issues with my daughter. Be nice. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. But hiding it is what gets us in the position of feeling overwhelmed. And as I'm sitting, you know, as I'm sitting down, you know, going through the week, I'm just like, yo, this can't be life. This can't be what we really going through and and thinking that it's okay. Like, it can't be this much. It can't be this much hatred, this much disrespect, this much differences to the point to where, you know, there's no even ground. I look at that. And I'm like, damn, even though I'm just one man, what am I willing to do with with who I am? How far am I willing to go to to speak to people? How far am I willing to go to? To tell people they're not alone. How far am I willing to go to be honest and, and, and express my true feelings to make sure people know this is real. This is who I am. This is what you get when you when you meet me in person, and you have conversations, you know, with me, this is who I am. I'm not all doom and gloom. You know, I got a couple jokes here and there, but I'm going through it. And I want conversations to be meaningful. And I want connections to be meaningful because there's a lot of people out there that don't have nobody or they have people, but it's under conditions. Like I'll support you and I'll be there for you, but you have, but it has to be my rules, my way. And that's not healthy. We, 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 we stay lost in this maze of generational, uh, uh, generational discomfort out of fear of, of being alone. You don't get to love me how you want to love me. If it if you're not loving me correctly and you're not being a friend to me correctly, I got to let you know or again, per usual, say it with me, isolation. We so we we so scared to set a true standard for ourselves, we rather just go along with whatever the standard is. Even if it makes us uncomfortable because we are we find uh, uh, we, we, we find find solace in numbers. Regardless of it's if the solace is. Correct or not. I learned a long time ago. How to remove myself and, and be OK with it um, as a result to. Being in groups. The moment I start realizing and and feeling lonely amongst the group of people, like how? And I start realizing because this this is not my move. 
This is not how I want to be, who I want to be, how I want to move. And you, once you realize that it's up to you to get out of the situation or you're going to continue to follow the masses and you're going to continue to feel uh, a conflict within yourself. I started to to speak my piece. I started to understand the importance of me feeling how I feel and and, and understanding it. Um, And not only that, but communicating that. That has helped me a lot on this journey of peace that I'm trying to maintain. That has helped me a lot while I'm grieving. By just understanding who I am. I say all the time, I'm I'm not the toughest guy you'll ever meet. I'll cry in a minute. But when it comes to defending and and, and, uh, protecting my kids, that's a whole different story. You might could beat me up one-on-one, but if I'm fighting to protect my kids, that's a different story. I might normally bow down in a certain situation, but to protect my kids, that's a different story. I had to learn that. I had to I had to to realize it's not about always being the toughest. Sometimes you have to make sure that you don't respond in a way that could ruin ruin or end your life. But other times you got to take the safety off. And you have to do what is necessary for you to get through whatever it is that you need to get through, whether it's a work confrontation, whether it's relationship issues, whether it's parenting issues, whether it's financial issues. Sometimes you have to just be like, all right, boom, this is what I have to do. No matter how long it's going to take, no matter what I have to do, I have to do it. It doesn't matter who else thinks that I shouldn't. I have to because this is going to get me to the next thing. This is going to this is going to push me to the next level that I need to get to. I'm not willing to step on anybody's head to get nowhere. I'm willing to continue to step forward until I'm able to climb up the ladder, but I'm not about to step on anybody to get to where I'm going. So with that, I have to learn how to move alone. I have to know when it's time to team up. I have to know when it's time not to. That fight that I have in in, in my head, like, yeah, of course, right now, my trust issues are horrible. My defense mechanisms are extremely high because people have put me in positions to have to do that. So I look and I see other people in the same position. It's like, dang, like, I wish I could. I wish I could let you know you you aren't wrong for feeling that way. A lot of us have walls up. A lot of us have trust issues. A lot of us have mental issues and we feel like we're wrong for having it. Because a lot of us lack accountability and understanding, hey, this is what the situation is. This is who I am. This is what happened. This is what did. Like, people don't want to do that. I know I can't save the world. But my toxic trait is feeling like uh, uh, I can. And be willing to do anything while I'm going through everything. 
I never understood why I didn't get most valuable player. I never understood why I didn't get best player. I never understood why I always got most inspirational. And so I started accepting my purpose. Yeah, it's hard. It's difficult. It's difficult having to sometimes put myself to the side and the pain that I'm going through to 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 be a shoulder for people. It's difficult. But I know what happens when you feel alone. See, I'm blessed with a level with, with a high level of strength. I've been through too much to 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 give up. Right? I don't have to keep telling y'all the the tragedy and trauma that I've experienced to get to the point that that I am today. But what I do know is that those moments gave me the strength that I need to when it's time for me to put myself to the side and say, hey, you're not by yourself. What's up? You're not alone. Don't don't you don't have to do that. I'll help you figure it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going through some stuff, too. Right. Because a lot of times what we don't what we don't realize is that, yeah, I'm going through a certain level of of mental anguish. I'm grieving still. Right. That doesn't limit the skills and ability that I have to help someone else. They may be going through something that I need help with and I'm going through something that they need help with. We allow people to chastise. We allow people to to try to break us down for or, or make us feel weak because we can't uh, or because we got these diagnoses. But the reality of it is, is two people going through mental health issues is stronger together than they ever are apart. Let people let people look at you and judge you. OK, whatever. I could care less what people say when I'm grieving. I could I could care less what people say when they see me crying or see me emotional or it seems like I'm spiraling. I, I could care less because I have people who went through exactly what I'm exactly what I've gone through in losing a child. And I can go to them and they're like, no, you're not bugging. As long as you're not as long as you're not uh, uh, affecting no one else with your actions, as long as you're not trying to hurt yourself or hurt anybody else with your actions, as long as this, like you're processing, um, um, the issue properly and you grieving and you, it, that's it. But I had to understand that first because I'm like, all right, I can't be sitting here crying. All right. You know, that was a year ago. That was two years ago. That like almost it's almost three years. And I'm like, hell no, I can. That's my baby. So much stuff has happened in my life that each time I keep saying, man, it, it don't get no worse than this. It can't. How? It's things that I remember from being a child. People passed away from uh, when I was a child. It affect me. But now that I'm now that it's directly at my at my door, I'm supposed to be like, all right, cool. It is what it is. Now, nah, my baby wasn't just a number. I'm not just a number. We aren't just numbers. 
But things won't change until we all take it off safety and start understanding, nah, this is what it's supposed to be. I am me. I'm not just a digit. I'm not just a number on the paper. I'm not just a, a, a number on the payroll. I'm a human being. And so for me, I move accordingly now. So when I'm having my mental breakdowns and I'm having the fog and I can't wake up or I can't, um, excuse me, I don't feel like going outside. I can't, you know, just simply walk to the mailbox or go to the store and I'm having those moments and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the judgment of others. Nah, fuck you. You strong. I'm glad. Cool. You don't go through the same mental stuff. Cool. I'm going through it. I believe I'm getting better. I'm fighting to get better the best way that I can. I'm taking every protocol and procedure to make sure that at the, at, at the most, it doesn't get worse. Everything that I possibly could do, medicine, exercise, different eating, uh, meditation, I'm doing everything possible to make sure it doesn't get worse. But I'm not in control of that. If I could adjust the chemicals in my brain to make me not be depressed, then I would. I've done everything that the the hot uh, uh, holistic this the the prescription that the 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 weed this I, I've tried it all and it, it it's not working. And so this week was beyond triggering for me just in general because it's back to back to back to back chaos, confusion, lies, just everything. And there's no help anywhere. There's no unity anywhere. Everybody wants to be a leader. Nobody wants to or everybody wants to be a boss. Nobody wants to be a leader. I'm not here for the competition. My mind is, 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 is too fragile. My heart is too fragile for competition. I'm only in competition with myself to get better. I'm only in competition to myself to succeed at, what I, at a level that I feel is successful. I have to take the safety off and go for it in a way that I can that will still keep me safe. That is still keep my kids safe. It's a struggle. It's a struggle going through through everything that I'm going through. It really is, but I'm not no quitter. I'm not no quitter. I don't allow my kids to 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 quit. Like we gonna figure it out till we get to a certain extent, and then that's just what it's gonna be. Like they right now, Junior's like Junior bought me lunch the other day because he has a job. You all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He 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 making sure that I'm all right. But I'm telling him, you know, make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Make sure you, you know, don't worry about me as we're in regards to buying food. Don't worry about no bills. Um, You know, just go to work, learn what you need to learn, get your money and figure it out. You should save this amount for this or for that if you want to. But. That's on you. 
He's 16. I don't, I'm not expecting anything from him. I'm not expecting him to put nothing on my books per se. Like, you're 16. You went out. You got a job. You you got to the money. Why? Because he finally took it off safety. He got tired of asking me for stuff. He got tired of asking me, you know, and and not getting it right now when he wanted. You see what I'm saying? I don't with with five kids. I'm uh, uh with, with six kids total, five living. I'm not the immediate right now dad. I can't do that. It's too many of y'all for me to be able to just get everything you want. He got tired of that. He got tired of that, so he got his own job. And when he got his own job, he was able to get his own stuff. He, the other day, he went and bought him some work clothes, went and bought him some shoes. Not that I wouldn't have bought it, but he wanted to buy it for himself. He took it off safety because of the example that I'm setting. We can sit here and be mad. We can sit here and be work, uh, hurt. That's fine. But we got to get to it. We have to put ourselves in 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 the line of a fire, per se, of our lives so that we can improve it. I dislike that job in general, so I work harder on the pod and the content. I work harder on doing things for the store. I work harder on writing the poetry. I'm not just sitting saying, yo, I hate this job, nothing else. My kids want more, and, and I'm a, I am a parent that they have everything that they need, right? When they ask me for stuff that they want, like I said, it's too many of them. I can't do that right right now. So whether it's next week, two weeks, a month, they get it, but it's not in the time frame that they want. Instead of them complaining, they do things to get extra money. So for me, I'm sitting here and I'm in a state of grief and hurt, but I'm not just sitting down and crying about it. I'm using my platform to let you guys know, like, we got this. We got to we 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 got to understand it, though. We have to accept the pain for what it is. We have to stop trying to like like think about this. You're trying to get over over trauma, right? Of. Losing someone, a human being, a pet, a partner, a child. Why are you trying to get over that and you still remember in cartoon episodes from you when you was little? Why you why do you retain one plus one equals two, but you trying to forget like, huh? All, all of education is as important as the people in your life. Yet we keep on wanting to retain all this useless knowledge, but forget the thing that had purpose for us. It's okay. I don't talk to nobody about losing Kennedy because people don't understand because that's just how society is. Oh, that was, that was three years ago. How are you still sad? Cause that's my motherfucking baby. What do you mean? But that's how society is. I can't believe this person did me like this. Oh, that was a year ago. Why are you still met? Because I had a high level of trust and, and concern and love and passion. I was I was uh, 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 
I can't even think of the word. I was vested in that. And it's how oh, why you dwelling on old stuff? Because that old stuff hurt me. And if I don't dwell on it, I won't be able to process it. And if I don't process it, it will always haunt me in a way that is not conducive to my mental. So I don't want to forget that you hurt me. I don't want to forget that a person died. I don't want to I don't want to forget none of that. I want to understand it so that I could process and it doesn't have to be so painful. It's just an understanding. This is just this is what life is. But people want you to rush and oh, you don't hang out no more or oh, you haven't been the same. I'm not going to be the same. I'm not because my path different now. I don't think I'm better than nobody, but I think that for me, I'm I'm looking for my own path. I'm looking for the thing that's going to that's going to make me feel right. The thing that's going to balance me um, like people don't really. Well, my boy, Mac, right. I told my boy um, I had been in pain like it's just it, and this was a while ago. And I don't know if anybody has ever experienced this. You be in so much pain that you don't even realize how painful it is until you feel normal. And I remember one day he was like, yo, you gotta you here, like try this. This is for pain, whatever, whatever. And when I say I felt the most normal that I have ever felt like in the past decade, I didn't realize that I was in that much pain. I didn't realize I was in that much physical pain because my body is used to it. My body has uh, adapted to it and, and, and that's how our minds work. Our minds just keep pushing stuff to the back. And it's trying to do its best to maintain everything. And we 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 are all uh, so scared because we are taught to keep everything in, not even really tell your family certain things, because a lot of times you tell your family thing and they call you a liar. A lot of times things be happening within families and nobody want to believe. So you keep that in. It's a lot of judgment a lot of times when you when you talk to your, your family, when you talk to it's a lot of judgment there. So you keep it in. You see the elders, they 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 oh, I'm going to take this to my dying bed. And then, you know, that 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 last day that they know they are on on earth, you know, they start telling everything. And this is generation after generation after generation of everybody fucking needing therapy. Everybody needing to be honest and understand no matter uh, who it makes look bad or no matter who ego gets crushed, we have to take it off safety and say what's needed to be said. We have to learn to to respect people and, and not only set boundaries, but respect boundaries. 
everybody's so 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 used to wanting to be in control that everybody is is everybody is confused and everything is chaotic and everybody's fake like they happy and, and material things make them feel good and stuff like that. But behind closed doors, everybody be in shambles. I'm not saying showcase your, your issues. I'm not saying, you know, put them on prime time, put them on front street. What I'm saying is stop acting like you don't have them. Because you're a coward and you don't want to talk about it. So you sit and you you judge people who are open enough to talk about it, who are open enough to show their weakness, um, their, their be, to be vulnerable enough tr- to try to go through it. I see it all the time. Stop being a bitch. It ain't even that bad. People die every day. All right, bet. And then when 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 people start killing folks and people start, you know, committing suicide and 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 people start just harming others. I never knew that they was going through it that bad. I never knew it affected them like this. And I'm not excusing any of that. But it's 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 time that we stop acting oblivious to what's going on. And again, I know I'm only one person, but for everybody who listens to this podcast, you're not by yourself. I believe you all could get better. I believe that everybody um, is everybody just has to process and and go through what they have to for them. If you have a, a healthy circle, you know, keep somebody in the know. Stop doing things to make other people happy. It's not working. You're sitting there miserable and you you are you are acting like, oh, if I make if if I can just make this person happy, I'll feel I'll feel good. No. Give that to yourself. Give that to yourself. Like at some point. Either people are going to understand or they're, they, they're going to leave you alone. And that's going to free up that emotional uh, connection for you to give more to yourself. I started realizing how much of me I was giving away and, and how, how little of me that I had to help me. And so little by little, I start, I start, uh, um, repossessing that energy. I'll never forget the feeling of hearing, hey, your daughter didn't make it. I'll never forget the smell of holding my baby So I have to to I have to do it for Kennedy. I 
I can't sit here and act like I'm okay. I can't sit here and act like I'm not grieving for real. I can't sit here and act like I don't see uh, uh, other people hurting uh, from their situation. I can't sit here and, and, and act like I don't know that to a certain extent I'm alone because people don't want to understand it. They want to see it from their view. That's not how this works. And oftentimes people going through through people going through things tend to isolate more so because people just don't understand than it being they want to isolate. I would love to be around people who just understood. I'm different now. I can't sit at a kid's party and be uh, happy-go-lucky. I'm not going to disrespect it, but I, I just can't. I can't be around a bunch of people going through what I'm going through. Because I'm not allotted the, 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 the respect of sitting in quiet, sitting in peace. I'm a person that a lot of times, like, I don't I don't want to talk. Sometimes I just want to sit next to you and you shut the hell up and I shut up. But people don't understand that. I'm different. My mind is different. I still love, I still care, I still have passion, but my mind is different. I grew up in the in the church. I was a youth pastor for so long and my baby died. That has affected how I look at higher power. I don't want to hear the Everything happens for a reason. I don't want to hear that. So I, it's hard for me to talk to people who are in church. I don't just like them. They just don't understand. They don't understand how I feel. They don't like, oh, you got to have faith. You got to have no, fam. I've had the highest faith of, of everything. And I left the hospital and they, they cooked my baby to ashes. You can ask anybody who knew me when I was in my, 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 my spiritual search time. Like my faith was the highest of everything and I was going through the most. And it was always turn the other cheek. I'm not turning no more cheeks, bro. Turning other cheeks is what got me not focused on myself. Feeling like I had to be there and do everything for everybody else is what got me in a position that I'm in. Loving outwardly and making sure everybody else is good before I made sure that I was even 1% okay is what got me where I'm at. I've lost so much time, so much, uh, uh, so much money, just so much love in general to people, like not realizing I'm the source. I'm the source. 
So for the things that are uh, that are around me, I'm giving, 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 and nothing's being returned. I was sitting at work and yet again, yet again, alert comes up, Roe versus Wade being overturned. Again, I'm not a political podcast, y'all know that, but it popped up at work and I'm like, man, what the hell? So, of course, I go check like just to get. Like, what's going on, whatever. And immediately, timeline going crazy, abortions, women's rights, um, just, just, just whatever. And I remember experiencing going through, you know, going through abortion. And when I was younger, again, I remember... Oh, abortion is bad. This is this is from the church. And, you know, um, you're going to go to hell and blah, blah, like just mad judgment, mad, immediate judgment. And so, of course, growing up in church, yeah, I, I don't believe in that stuff like that. So once it happened to me, like I found out after the fact, the relationship, you know, of course, the, the relationship uh, broke up. But when it happened, I understood logic, right? I don't hate, I don't hate her. I didn't hate her. I understood that even though that was half of my child, right? She had the right to make the decision on something that would change the rest of her life. As much as it hurt, I wasn't the one carrying. I was part of being uh, irresponsible. In that, you have to deal with the consequence of whatever comes. The consequence was she wasn't ready and she had life ahead of her. And I couldn't sit there and be mad at her for trying to be growner than what I was. The trauma of wanting this ideal wonder years type relationship with the mother of my kid because I didn't have that with my biological parents. It wasn't up to her to fulfill that. I'm going to take care of everything I need to take care of with my kids. That's who I am. I've always been that type of person that I want kids. I don't care. Drop my kids off to me. You can get gone. Excuse me. I don't care. 
I'm not the person that's going that's going to have a kid with you and be mad about it. Now I was up in that joint raw. I was tearing that joint up. But I am a person that I'm not running away from. Hey, I want to let you know that I'm pregnant. Bet. I don't get to say, all right, you going to have it because I don't get to say that. I know that sounds crazy. But I can't make you do something to fix my trauma that had nothing to do with you. It's difficult. It's difficult to even have that thought. But as I'm going through this and I'm, I'm, I'm listening and knowing that I've been through it and knowing how I feel and I'm, I'm like, hold on. Because now people are, are starting to text me and hit me up and, you know, I guess assuming that I was going to be happy and I'm not. But I'm looking at the bigger picture. People keep saying, oh, it's oh, they're taking the women's rights. They're 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 forcing them to do this and that with their body. And what about the baby? Right. Who's going to advocate for for the baby? And. One, who are you, who, who who are we to. To do that, right. Who are we to tell anybody what to do with with their with their body, right? They're supposed to be the land of the free, right? But as I'm looking into the actual law, what it's supposedly protected by and stuff like that. And right, we all supposed to go by the Constitution and the amendments and blah, 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 blah. Right. So when you look at that, and all you people that are being so critical. Of 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 women wanting to just have the choice. Don't even realize a lot of them probably don't even care to have abortions. It's the idea that you are telling me that if I needed and or wanted one, I have to ask someone for permission. The bigger picture is that if this protected law is no longer protected just because someone said, yo, uh, uh, like this is just not it. What happens to the other things that are protected under the 14th Amendment? What happens when, 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 when now we are back to segregation, we're back to low-key slavery. What happens when we're back to no interracial, interracial relationships? What happens when you start losing all that? This is not one of them times where it's like, all right, I'm not going to say nothing because it don't affect me right now. No, nah, it does affect you right now. But people are so egotistical and so emotional that they can't see the bigger picture. 
I, as a man, as an emotional man who loves kids, I do not agree with abortions. I, me. It's up to me to find a woman who has the same thought process as me, not shun a woman who doesn't. And everybody is 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 just looking at that. Oh, these women are so mean and so vile and they just want to kill the babies and they just want no, they just want to be left the fuck alone. Again, I said I'm taking it off safety. In my opinion, the two most needed groups of America in general are the most that are disrespected. To me, that's women. And people in the armed forces. I work for a hospital, so argue with your mama. They're the most disrespected groups and we need them both. It's so many homeless veterans, not because they want to be homeless, but because no one's taking care of them. You're trying to force women and you disrespect women and, oh, women could just say no to sex. How many how many women, you know, can say no to sex and men not out here wilding? We went through a whole a whole Me Too movement because women said no. We got women out here being drugged. Because they just want to write. They just want to feel safe. They just want to know that if something happens, they have the decision to, 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 to make the, the, the choice needed for them and not go to jail. There's so many people in jail right now that already don't belong. Now you're trying to put women in there? Whole last school shooting. And instead of worried about uh, worrying about that and, and, and making sure that young kids are not getting guns and making sure people who are not mentally stable are not getting guns. Nobody asked y'all to fuck with this law. There's an age limit on 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 jobs that that people could get in the real world. But you telling me it's not no age limit on being a politician. You telling me that like the, the Supreme Court is made up of people who not lawyers or judges. You telling me nobody is like, yo, this is a very, very bad idea. Like that's above that. That can say, yo, don't don't do that shit. And it's frustrating because. I can't even deal with my own personal things because of everything else that that's that's happening. That now is going to start overflowing. Gas is uh, six dollars a gallon. Food is overly like crazy expensive. There is no help being sent to us. And it's conflict and chaos after conflict and chaos and. We supposed to be okay. I'm looking at certain things that's happening in, in, in our country. And it's crazy to me that they are forcing people into these financial situations to where they're, they're, they're forcing homelessness. 
they're forcing people to have these mental health issues because we are overly stressed just trying to figure out where our next meal is coming from. We're overly stressed trying to figure out um, how we going to pay rent because there's no rent help or or there's no cap on rent in certain states and people raising rent three, four hundred dollars. So what what is going like what, what's going to happen when nobody is in those properties? It's gotten so crazy, like mental health has become such a, a capitalistic thing. Like I'm I'm if I'm lying, I'm flying. I seen a, a commercial the other day. Some chick was twerking, talking about finding a therapist on some app. What in the fuck does twerking have to do with me finding a therapist? Y'all trying to make this like like it's like capitalism has has tried to make this cool. No, we suffering out here. And the people who are supposed to be making sure we good sending money overseas to wars that don't even make no fucking sense. Y'all see gas prices going up. Y'all see food being crazy. Y'all know inflation this, inflation that, yada, yada, whatever. Y'all know, y'all see article after article, y'all the government, y'all see it of, of landlords charging three, four, five hundred. Y'all see people being evicted because rent is, is so high. Y'all see these people taking advantage of us and it's no help to, to incite. And then you get on these platforms and, oh, these people are animals. Look what they're doing. They're stealing. They're looting. They're burning this. They're burning that. Burn that shit down, bro. Being complacent is no longer an option. Because doing nothing affects everything. It does. Doing nothing has us all in the position that we're in. People, oh, I'm not voting. The voting is rigged and this, that, and the other. Regardless if the voting is rigged, y'all see what's happening from not voting. And y'all know I'm not even that guy. I still have certain things that I research as a result to voting for this person or that person. I'm not, I'm, I'm not uh, savvy with any of that. But I do know in my in my older age, I I understand it a little bit better now. You hear people, oh, it's just voting the lesser of two evils. Well, we're 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 getting the greater of the evil right now. Everybody's focused on oh, I I had the president this, the president that, but nobody's focusing on uh, the house. Nobody's posting on the Senate. Not like, huh? It's been a difficult week for me. And I know for me to be even talking about stuff like this, it's, it's, I've been crying this week. It's difficult looking at people. Oh, well, don't just don't have sex. If you, if, if you feel like you want an abortion or, you know, don't just open up your legs and this, that like, like fam.
don't get caught in the smoke and mirrors of the trigger word abortion. The fact of the matter is women's rates have been taken away from them. Meaning anyone's rights that's protected under the 14th can be taken from them by seven people who are so far from reality that they thought this was okay. There's so many things that are going on in a country that probably need a review that they're not reviewing. Why? Because it, it, it don't get them more money. It's all a money play for them. And until everybody like really comes together on, 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 on all these issues, I have people who, who, who don't agree with me on, on, on anything that I'm saying right now. But there's no disrespect there. I, I'm, I will never feel like I should be able to make a decision on if someone gets an a abortion or not. I do feel like you shouldn't be able to take a protected right from anybody. And these people yelling in agreement and, oh, yeah, that's what you get, yada, yada, whatever. I, I wonder how you're going to feel when you realize that just as easily as this was taken away from women or, uh, or anyone able to get pregnant, just, just how easy this was taken away from them, it can be taken away from us. Y'all going to be wilding when it's whites only, blacks only again. Y'all going to be wilding when it's segregation again. But y'all don't see that. All y'all see is, oh, um, we need people to not have abortions. I'm sitting here and I'm I'm, I'm just thinking about... <laughs> I'm thinking about how many people they allowed to die from COVID. And soon as those those tolls stopped going down or started to 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 go down and, and ease up, now we're doing this to women. I'm an observer. This ain't about no conspiracy theory. Again, this ain't that type of podcast, but this was a difficult week for me because I'm looking at someone's right uh, be taken away from them right after we've been confined to our homes with no help. Our elders been passing away. Kids been passing away. Mass shooting after mass shooting. All of these bodies gone. 
And now, boom, because like I, I, I go back to what I said at the beginning, to the country, we're just numbers. Now they got to get their numbers back up, which how do you do that? Reverse Roe versus Wade. It's all it's all a cycle. It's like it, it's it's history repeating itself over and over and over because they don't want it. I, I said what two podcasts ago. There is no money in peace. There's no money in calm. There's no money in, in actual cures. The chaos is where what makes the money. Because we're so brainwashed with what we are, what we are given on on TV and movies, on news, we're so brainwashed with that. Like that grabs our attention. When people are nice, uh, I don't want to see that. When people are calm, I don't want to see that. When it's peace, no one cares. You can tell by how anytime somebody does something peaceful, anybody does something good. Oh, you should have did that. You should have did this. A complaint comes with it. It's like everybody is watching the everybody is watching the same show. And 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 not coming up to the to the right conclusion like it's the same exact show it's just a different time and it just sucks because there's more people in the world who care for pe or, or or care for chaos and power and control rather than just wanting peace Like people just be wanting equality. Like just like we can't walk up on a politician's home or walk up in a house and do whatever. Just like we can't just walk up in a, uh, the White House without, you know, without proper uh, clearance and stuff like that. We can't we like we want the same respect. You work, we work. What makes you more important than, than 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 the people actually going through it? How are you making rules on 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 our laws on things that you don't do? I sit back and I think about that. Like this week, really, it really affected me because my thing is not even on fear. Just listening to what everybody is saying, just looking at how everybody is reacting, or majority of people are reacting. I'm like, yo, y'all do realize this is the first step to a reset of disrespect, dishonesty, low-key slavery that the country was built on. And this is we're supposed to this is supposed to be the land of the free. If we the land of the free, how you taking people's rights? Immediately, millions of people lost their jobs. 
I've been trying to get on 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 welfare or whatever forever. So trust me, I know that people ain't going to have no help. I got like 12 denials. And again, I got six kids, five, I got five kids. We're not thinking about that. Entire clinics have clothes that don't just offer that service. Health insurance is unreasonable as a result to the co-pays and deductibles that somebody has to pay versus what they offer you in the plan. So a lot of time the clinics are the only safe place for people. And they thought it was okay just to just to shut it down. Because morals, right? Morally, the Bible says, right? Bible also says don't judge. Bible also says don't drink to get drunk. Bible also says um, no fornication. Bible also says don't be uh, don't be greedy. So you telling me that your sins, because we're going by what y'all everybody's talking about. You know this because the Bible said so. The sins of the politicians and 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 um. And Supreme Court people, those sins don't matter. No one can judge those, but they could judge women for wanting to have the choice to do what they need to do with with their bodies. I know somebody thinks about that. But ego makes you say that's none of your business. They could do what they want to. They got the job. This affects all of us. And until we we come together for a solution, it's going to always be the same. I guarantee you they up looking at the news, looking at the protests, uh, um, looking at social media, laughing, smoking their cigars and drinking. And it's us suffering. It's us out here protesting. It's us out here arguing. It's us out here not not listening. It's just it's simple. It's okay. You your Bible says abortion is wrong. Cool. But what are you going to do when the right that you have is taken away? What are you going to do if we going back to the Bible? Why why y'all got on Daisy Duke and and, and and uh in in bikinis. You better put them burlap steps back on. Y'all better take all that jury off, all that makeup off. I'm just saying, if we if 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 the government now is going by what the Bible say, go all out. It don't make no sense, right? Because everybody don't believe in the Bible. So if you telling me that you go on by the Bible and everybody don't believe like so now you you forcing people to to believe in what you believe in. 
isn't it a protected right to 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 believe in what you believe in on a on a religious level? So you just made a, a move for you just you just overturned something because your religious belief that I'm certain not everybody in the country believes in. It sucks because I really wish that life was better for women and on the and, and, and people in the armed forces. Like they're so disrespected overall. And I'm saying that as a as a black man. It's crazy, right? A lot of us don't want power. We just want equality. We just want to be left alone. We just want life to to be fair. But it's so chaotic. And then you get judged for needing help. You get judged for for wanting help. I was watching a show, um, excuse me, called Naomi. And it's this guy. Um, Zimbabwe. Wait, hold on, because I want to. I always get get it wrong. I'll be forgetting to, to write it down. But it's a show, Naomi. And Naomi is this young uh, black teenager. And. She finds out that that she is an alien, right? Uh, equivalent in let me not say alien. She's equivalent to Superman, and she doesn't really know. She doesn't really know where she came from. She's adopted, um, and as she's trying to figure herself out, and and, and certain things start happening, um, it's this guy, uh, and I think I did say it right. Um, Zimbardo, right? And Zimbardo is just smooth dressed. Uh, he looks kind of mean, like like they they portray him to be um, mysterious per se. Let's just say it like that. And as she's going through this journey of trying to figure out who she is, how she got to where she's at, um, he's always the bad guy, right? Stay away from Zimbardo. He's he he's mean. He's crazy. He did this. Stay away from Zimbardo. He's dangerous. And throughout the show, she's trying to figure it out and you know, they have their arguments and um and probably halfway through the through the first season, he finally tells her like what's up? Like so he's like he's accepting her hatred. He's accepting the 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 disrespect of who he is. He just lets her know like you um you you're not ready like like you keep putting yourself in dangerous situations and you're not prepared for that. And so she's going hard on just asking things and just doing you know just trying to figure stuff out and his line to her is always don't believe everything you think, Naomi. And as I'm watching it and he keeps on saying it, I'm like, of course, I'm me. So I'm making jokes like, why did he keep saying this dumb shit? And as he's telling her who she is. 
she's like little by little breaking her wall down and she's like gets to a point. She's like, I'm so sorry. Why? Why? Why didn't you tell me this? You you had me thinking. Are you allowing me to think that you were this bad person and, you know, that you were dangerous and stuff like that? And he's just like, he wasn't ready. And so I watched that because it's only one season. I, I watched it maybe three or four times in that. Don't believe everything you think that stuck with me. It stuck with me because we are force fed so much on a consistent basis of evil, of chaos, of smoke and mirrors, and you tend to believe it. Without any research, without any anything, uh, uh, without any looking into anything, we tend to believe it. But as you start looking for yourself and you start reading certain things and start like trying to piece together um, things that are happening, it's like, yo, it's been right there. But I've been believing what I what I think this whole time. I've been believing that first thought because it's the repetitive thought that that is being presented to me. And I keep on going for that thing. And I'm like, yo, I'm sitting here and that's what triggered me about this week. Like. My immediate thought, because the article was like, abortion is now illegal. And so I'm like, eh, whatever, like, they always say that. But as I start looking at to or into what Roe versus Wade is, and then I'm looking like, okay, well, what is it protected by? And I'm like, oh, it's protected by the 14th Amendment. And so now I'm reading what the 14th Amendment is. And I'm like, yo. I'm grateful that Naomi popped in on, on my feed when it did. I'm grateful because I have a guy, DW. He's like, yo, y'all need to be researching certain things. Like, don't like, like quit allowing the timeline. And I've never been a, a, a a fan of timeline reporting because I understand that people want to be the fastest and the first. So it's never really like people be reporting deaths and people reporting pregnancies and people be reporting, you know, these court cases and it don't be, it don't check out a lot of times. And so I'm reading and I'm looking into it and then I'm, I'm seeing people be so small minded in like re referring everything to sex and not looking at the big picture of, of everything the 14th Amendment uh, protects. And the in, in, in me having the understanding as a research thing, like this shit could go this shit could go extremely left now. Like it's already left. We already like the, we already there. But this motherfucker about to snowball like nobody's business and everybody is focused on abortion. They're letting that trigger where they're believing what they think. It's not the time for that right now is the time for us to understand what's really going on. It's time for us to look at who's making the rules. It's time to look at what's going on in our day to day. It's, it, it's not a coincidence that people in L.A. and New York and Texas and uh, Houston and Nebraska and North Dakota, South Dakota and Missouri. Like, it's no coincidence. They're all going. Th we're all going through the same exact thing with people raising rates on rent out of like 
crazy. People not being able to buy homes because of quote unquote inflation and this, that, and the other. And you don't make this, you don't make that. People going to jail for uh, scamming groceries or just scamming. Like it's, it's no coincidence that this is all going on at a high level at the same exact time. This is the matrix. And this is how they want it to be. Y'all saw with your own eyes that stimulus money came out. They had to vote on it. They had to have a vote to help the people of the country that vote for them, that put the, that put them in positions like make make it make sense. And a lot of us, we don't do anything. We don't vote. We don't protest. Um, we don't speak up on any type of platform. But yet we add we add negative opinions to the conversation. I don't care black, white, man, woman, trans, gay, straight, big, little, small. I don't. The shit affects us all. At some point, it has to come off safety and we get to it. At some point, change has to be a real thing. It's so much stuff that we can do as a community that we can we complain that, oh, the government not doing this, the government not doing that. It's up to us to make it happen. They don't care. The government does not care. The two, again, I, I just want to make it clear. The two most important groups of the world is women because they're the ones that bear the babies, right? And I'm talking about the the the, the country that, how it's set up. Not what I think, but how the country and how things are set up. Women have the babies. The armed forces protect our country, correct? If they're willing to be so disrespectful to them two groups, what do you think they're going to do to groups that are not as, as useful? That's my frustration. That's my problem with people believing what they think. Oh, they think it's about just the abortion. They think it's about, oh, well, people should be having safe sex and this, that, and the other. Keep believing that. Keep believing that. And next thing, next year is going to be. Another thing overturned and, and, and so on and so forth. And we're going to be back in the stone ages and nobody going to know what to do. But if it's as a community, right, even if we have to move to and I'm not saying segregation, but what I'm saying is even if we have to start scoping out safe communities like, all right, these are like minded people and we in the community just make sure we all are good. That money circulates there. That farmer, you you deal with your, you deal with that farmer in that in that area. So much division amongst everybody, man, and it just doesn't it, it don't make sense to me. 
I, I, I can't believe that in my lifetime I'm I'm witnessing someone's rights be taken away. I see, you know, violation of uh, of rights. I see, you know, lack of justice often. But legally overturning someone's rights, I've I've never seen that. The idea that you willing to put somebody in jail for making a decision for their own body is super duper crazy to me. I can't really imagine how I would feel if I legally didn't have a right to make a decision for myself. So now I not only have to deal with parental figures, uncles, aunts, and the decisions that I've made, now I got to ask the government too? Do you know how fresh that sounds frustrating? <laughs> It sounds frustrating. Like I can't even wrap my mind around it. I just wish that I could help. I wish that there was something that I could do that could could be more protective to others, that could could give a deeper understanding to others, that could um, encourage others. People so close-minded and they just care about their point of view of things. And that's not how life should work. There should be a certain level of understanding that like, all right, cool, I get it. But no. Like, that's crazy to me. And it's already so much going on in the world. It's all—it's already, you know, so much violence. It's so much hunger. It's so much um, wrongful incarcerations. It's so—it's just so much chaos in the world. And being okay with with adding more unprovoked is—it's fucking insane to me. It's insane. I like so when I say when I listen I start saying this for my sake but it has become such a very literal statement that I have like it, it, it's just part of me now like I really really like uh, it's so much darkness so much I know y'all feel it hovering over y'all but we the light and it's so much light out there and we have to be strong and understand that we have the opportunity and the ability to get to it. What's going on, y'all? 
I know today was a, a, a different kind of episode. I appreciate y'all if you lasted this long. Uh, head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com. Um, if you want to tip or support the podcast, the Poetic Properties Twitter page and the Good Pods app page have a tip jar you can donate uh whatever you feel like you want to donate even if it's nothing um share the podcast like it comment let me know if you want me if you want to hear me discuss a certain um topic during any one of these sessions but more importantly i want to say thank you i want to let you know that um i appreciate all the support that you have given me um i hope that these sessions are useful to you all Um, And remember that you're not alone at all. Like, so like I said, you can comment, DM me, reach out if you want. Um, I love you all. Peace.